Human design is a part science, part spiritual system that tells you who you came here to be. You have your own blueprint, your own way of becoming successful, your own way your dreams are going to come true, the way you'll experience the most joy and fulfillment. The instruction manual for how to move through the world is custom to you. When you act according to that manual, when you act as the real you, everything in life comes to you with more ease and less resistance. We all know we're different, yet we're still acting like there's one way to do life. Let's talk about it. To find out your design and the designs of the people in your life, you can visit myhumandesign.com or download the My Human Design app in the App Store and on Google Play. Okay, one of my favorite things to talk about with human design is the way that we can make our work lives better. And I mean, there's so many different angles to it, but I think one that has been coming up a lot for us recently is using our time wisely. Obviously, we're coming out of this era where everyone, apparently everyone's jobs just have to magically take us, you know, eight to nine hours a day where everyone starts at nine and magically finishes at five. And I remember in my 20s, and you you feel this too, you felt this too with other jobs that you've been in, but I felt like it's almost like you have to justify that you're busy every moment of the day in order for your boss to feel like you're doing a good job. Whereas like if we really believe in quality over quantity, then isn't it actually even better? Doesn't it make you even a better employee if you get it done in two hours? Like, doesn't, is, isn't all just what matters that you just do the job and do it well? Yeah. Why, why are we associating value or the quality of someone's work based off of how long it took? I was mm-hmm. saying this to you earlier today that it feels so different when I'm working with you than it ever has before. Because when I work, I am in it and there's a, I'm really in it. And there's mm-hmm. a difference that you feel when you feel like you have to spread that workout over an eight hour period throughout the day to justify that you did, you know, enough Mm -hmm. work to get paid for whatever your value is or to make you feel like I did enough work that, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I honestly feel like that is why people are so, at least why I was so, you know, frustrated and tired with my work because I was spending half the day Mm. trying to figure out how to pretend (laughs) like I was working I still do probably the same amount of output that I would have done in past work but Mm. it's so much more effective work now and it's so much more high quality work now and it's really because I'm able to siphon all of that energy Mm. into the work that I'm actually doing rather Mm -hmm. than spreading it thin across all this fake tasks and it's not even like I was doing it on purpose it just we literally I literally felt like I had to do that yeah I also as you're saying this I'm wondering I wonder if there's like a weird money attitude that is tied into that because if you're paying someone to do a job somehow it feels like it the amount you spent paying that person to do the job is better spent if they like struggled and toiled over a long period of time to do it do you know what I mean I think like would there be some people who wouldn't be happy paying someone well for a job if they could just like churn it out in 30 minutes and be done with it? Like that's not a paradigm that we're used to. No. And somehow asking someone whether they're like a consultant or a full-time employee or whatever it is, like paying for something somehow 
we've been taught it feels more justified if there's the other person struggled more to get it done or something. Yeah, I've had somebody in my I've shared about our like the way that we work together um, on my like Instagram or something at some point. And someone actually messaged me and said, do you actually feel free? like working for somebody because I think that that's a story that people Mm -hmm. have that you lack freedom if you're working for somebody because but I think that that's why they feel that 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 lack Mm -hmm. of freedom is because I didn't have the freedom to work the way that I worked I didn't feel so good about it but actually because of that ability to really like work the way that I work which is actually in shorter amounts Mm -hmm. of time and more effective in and efficient in those shorter amounts of time Mm -hmm. it it I actually do feel free. Mm. I have more time in my day, but it's mm-hmm. not, I'm still doing the same high quality amount of work that I was doing before. Yeah. And you get to do things that you on the whole actually would do for fun. Like you enjoy doing them. So that doesn't feel like a, yeah. a tie, right? But is that something that you, let's say for example, because I think if somebody's listening to this and they are an entrepreneur that has a team of people, it can be really hard to flip the switch of, how do I not associate people's quality of work or value based off of how much time they spend? Is that something that you like intentionally do? Yeah, I remember being an assistant in my 20s and just honestly feeling like my time was being so wasted because I had to just sit and be in the office even if I knew nothing else was there was going to be nothing else for me to do in the day and I remember feeling quite like just annoyed and irritated and resentful at that system and then even when the CEO walked by I would have to like play this game of like being on my computer even though I could have literally just been out shopping buying myself nice outfits or hanging out with my friend or whatever it is like I could have done so many other things and I just remember thinking this has literally nothing to do with how good I am at my job. No. And I think because of because of that frustration, I definitely realized that, that all that's going to do is make me worse at my job. And so why would I, if I am contracting you or contracting anyone else, make you pretend like you're working harder because it's only going to, it's only going to actually inconvenience me long term because your energy is going to be worse. Yeah. That you put into it. Totally. Why would I do that? Do you think it actually decreases people's quality of work? A thousand percent. Like no question in my mind. And do you think that you're noticing that is a projector thing? Or do you think that's just like something you noticed? Do you think it has to do with human design at all? I think it's, I think it's, um, it's definitely something that in my, my gifts would notice. So not necessarily just being a projector, but like all the other layers that come with my chart is I definitely, um, especially with things like gate nine and gate 48 and sorry, gate 42, um, when she says gate, she's referring to the I'm gifts. Re- re- referring to the gifts in the um, the app and also just the numbers in your chart. When you have them colored in, it pertains to a certain gift, quality or skill that you have. Um, and so I think um, just knowing the things that I am oriented towards, like efficiency, like wasting time, which also I have gift 28, which is like an awareness of filling time up the right way. So I think those things added up that specific combination would have made me probably extra annoyed at things. But I also think, Taylor, it's like a generational thing. Like, 
back in the day, the nine to five was there because they didn't have even before Blackberries, you needed to just be in the room. Before email, you needed to be in the room. You know what I mean? But it's like we're in old systems with new technology still. So it's like, there's like this time weird time lag that's happening. And that's not to say that being around people or being in an office is a bad thing. Like we were in someone's office today for a meeting. And that's like when it's beautiful and joyful is when you can come together and be in person and for a specific reason and intention. But just kind of hanging around when there's no need for you to hang around. I think that's just not going to get the best result out of anyone. And what do you say about like, because there's people that argue for this hybrid work environment mm-hmm. that people are less productive when they're at home or like if mm-hmm. not requiring them to sit at their desk for that eight to nine to five time period makes them less productive. Like, mm-hmm. do you just disagree? I think it really depends on the person. I really think there's so many nuances to it. Like, I know that there's so many people who genuinely need to be around people to feel inspired or need to feel be around other people to feel energized. Like, I know when I'm around you, I'm going to do I'm going to do work more than when I'm by myself, for example, different kinds of work. But I know what that is about myself. So I think, you know we're almost trying to find this like one answer that we can say this is the way we work but really what's happening now is individualization where some people will opt to still have you know go in five days a week and some people will say two days a week is great for me and some people will say I want to work from home completely so I think even trying to find out like there's this one way that people is change like the humans are changing into is like that's what's crumbling I think I love that because there can, so what you're saying is we don't need to label one or the other as Mm -hmm. bad. Like some people, for example, my fiance Mm. loves going into an office. Mm. He he thrives in that situation. He knows he would not be productive in a work from home or even Mm. a hybrid situation. Yeah. And so it's more about not labeling one or the other as more productive or better. It's about being self-aware and knowing which one you work best in. Yes. And also understanding that even if, there's two people that love going into an office. They could love it for different reasons, right? So for some people, it makes them focus more and work more and other people love being around other people's energy. And then another person loves going in because they need a separation between their work and their home. And so when they're at home, they like to be fully at home. And when they're at work, they like to be fully at work. Whereas like a person like you is happy sitting on your couch and working and also has no problem mentally also sitting on your couch that same night doing something else some people that really bothers them so honestly it and this is where it does tie back into human design is like know yourself and you don't need to um extrapolate a universal law out of what works for you Mm -hmm. you know but you can just um extrapolate your own laws out of what you know all the based off all of your inclinations habits preferences traits skills like all of those come together to help you make the decision that's right for you and you literally can't compare that um combination of factors that go into making your decision for you with anyone else's you know i think is really interesting that comes to mind is if we're even going to think about why if we're going to think about having you know work from home work in an office and also hybrid situations why not even, you know, think about having offices that are more set up for like a, a slight work from home vibe? Like even when I, you and I work together, 
we we were talking or joking that we still work the same way we would work when we were by ourselves you know we're we're sitting on a couch we're on our computer we're getting some tea taking breaks chit-chatting standing outside we're kind of like it's more of a relaxed work environment yeah you could create that in an office too totally and a lot of this i'm so happy you brought that up because a lot of projectors write to me and say how can i if i'm supposed to work for two to three hours a day like i'm in a nine to five how does that how can I do that? Does that mean I have to quit? And I write back to them saying, no, it just means that you have to recognize that most of your work is a sort of more internal, which is like you seeing things, observing things, coming up with things, whatever. So you can do that sitting at your you know, sitting in your office, looking at people or thinking about how you're going to do things, coming up with ideas, strategies, whatever, sit back in your office chair and do that. But then just make sure that your output is only two to three hours a day. And also, you know, two to three hours a day out of the eight hours, you can break that up however you like. So for example, you and me, we probably have only done three, maybe we've pushed it to more in terms of actual output every day, Mm -hmm. but we're not doing it in two to three hour chunks we're doing it like get up okay and then we move situate and then we move place and then I wrote a bit about gifts uh, you know gifts and then we went outside and then we had lunch and then we did a bit did a bit on this other project we're working on and then we turned this on and so it's always kind of light and we have tons of breaks in between and then we discuss things and we're like how do we think about this or what do we think about that and sometimes it's related to work discussions and sometimes it's not but somehow ties back into work and we just inspire each other and we come up with ideas so it's it's more like stimulating your mind to come up with this these kinds of ways of seeing is most of your day and then the output the stuff that comes out of that that you get to give to people that translates into a product or a service is the two to three hours that's i'm like i had no idea that this conversation was going to go here but i'm so glad that it did because that was one of my biggest curiosities when i first Mm. started working with you because obviously i'm a projector and that was one of my biggest questions how do i how do i get anything done into Mm. this two to three hour thing like Mm. i don't get it And so it was so cool to actually observe the way that you work because I call it snacking what you do. Yeah. Was that you? I can't even remember, but it was one of us. One of us (laughs) called it snacking. And that's so how you work. You you snack a little bit Mm. and then you take a little pause or Mm. make a tea or whatever. And then you snack a little bit more. Mm. It's almost like your your output isn't necessarily condensed like you said to one hour or a three hour block your Mm -hmm. output is just kind of being responding to a whatsapp message um responding to an email answering a question from me typing Mm -hmm. out some edits on like the gifts or whatever it's snacking yeah and and to be honest i mean that's the way we're supposed to um take in information right and so it's it it stacks that it would it would follow the same way for the way that we put out information you know what I mean so it's just interesting to me that you know if you want to make really good work all that matters is when you're making really good work you're intending to create really good work and you're pushing yourself to create really good work it's not about it looking the process like who cares what the process looks like as long as your process works for you if what comes out is a great quality and really helpful to people and a value that's that's great you know so So feel free to make it up how you like it so we would be better off if instead of trying to get this debate of like what's the best way to work to just figure out what the best way to work for us is yeah and hopefully you know if you are in a position to employ other people 
to not impose your best way on them as much as possible, but to actually realize that your ways and their ways can coexist to a greater or lesser degree. And the more you can create space for each person within your framework to operate how they like, the better, right? So for example, you know, when you're with me because I'm inconsistent and I do like to flow a bit more, you adapt to your system, which is very, um, normally when you're on your own, you're like very scheduled and mm -hmm. very whatever, but you still have, you, you keep your rough ideas and plans and I actually need that from you when we're together because I'm like okay this day we're going to do this this and this I don't know how you would get any, how you get anything done girl <laughs> yeah I mean <laughs> neither do I but somehow I need that from you when we're together and then you're also happy to kind of you know soften the edges of what we do but when you're on your own you have your full system and when when I'm on my own I have like just zero system but somehow we kind of meet in the middle and adapt to that. And I'm also not trying to make you work how I do when you're away from me. Because that would be yeah, plain stupid. Um, and the same with Jane. You know, Jane, she does her things in her own way. And I never ask or tell or nothing. <laughs> I just... You're like, I don't even know how you work, Jane. You do your thing. And as long as... I mean, listen, you know, we couldn't survive without her. And that's, that's the most important thing. It's interesting, the... Um, the shaman who taught me human design. So my teacher told me right before I even started doing readings, because he does a lot of different things. It's not just human design. And he was telling me a story. I mean, this is going back probably... Eight years? Eight, nine, maybe more now. Anyway, I think I was like 25 or 26. Yeah, so probably nine years. And he was telling me, this is before even work from home was a thing or whatever. He was like, imagine... There's a culture that we live in where, you know, a company just gives people the objectives that it wants them to complete in the week. And as soon as they finish them for the week, they can go home. And so what, would ha what started happening in his story was people started finishing on a Thursday. People started finishing on a Wednesday. People started getting it done in less and less time because they know, okay, actually, if you give people the, the, the finish line they'll get there in the quickest way they know how. They'll figure out their own process around it. And then it was like, oh, and the building that they started to rent, they only had to rent it two days a week. This again was before work from home and he's obviously like directionally correct and we're moving in that, you know, towards that now. But I really think the missing piece, obviously we've got to the whole like, we don't need to be in an office 24 seven. But the next level for us, I think is really gonna be like, these are the objectives you go do, you know how to do them best for yourself, especially if I've hired you according to your innate skills and according to those fitting what I need from you. And therefore, you go do your thing. Like, why am I pretending that I know the best way for you to do it? And that just, that supports that what you always talk about is how, how can you create a world, that, like how can you create something that hasn't been created before if you're still working within the framework of how things work? Yeah. Give someone an, a, that's like the way to do it is mm. give someone an objective. Mm -hmm. Don't tell them how to get from here to there. See how they figure out how to get from here to there. Yeah. And honestly, that's, that, that's literally how I feel that's why I'm saying it feels so different is because mm -hmm. all you do is give me objectives and you just say, figure out how to get there. And yeah. so every moment that I'm working is so much more intentional and 
precise and I get to feel my genius. Yes. Because I'm not expending energy on faking it for a couple hours a day. Yeah. And I also think there's something there that's also so key is that in order to feel in your genius, you have to feel sovereign about your about the process, about the getting there and the doing and the creating and being in your gifts. And so sovereignty is really not something you want to rob people of if you want them to feel good about themselves. And that applies to everything in life, like how you parent your kids, how you are in, you know, with, towards your partner. You never want to feel like they're just like obeying you. Do you know what I mean? That's like the beginning of, you know, a not great dynamic in a relationship. And also how you end up making your kids super resentful of you. Like giving people human dignity is allowing them to keep their sovereignty no matter what. Like the very idea that you could even be entitled to take that away from them. And listen, we've all done it. I've done it as well. But it's just something that's really nice to be conscious of is like, how can I help them preserve their sovereignty? Because honestly, it benefits. Even if you're just being selfish about it, it benefits you for them to keep it. I think it's helpful to share this as someone who, you know, it's helpful to hear someone who is an entrepreneur who does have people that they employ to hear that that it's possible to create a dynamic where you can accomplish some pretty, I would argue, some pretty significant accomplishments in the past year that we've mm -hmm. done together. And you feel that way. Like, mm -hmm. I can't imagine if giving permission to tons of other business owners to yeah. be able to create that with their teams. Yeah, I think it it, it really is the the new way of working and I really think not just for everyone's personal satisfaction but also just like I think it's we right now presently couldn't fathom how much more we could create if we operated that way. <laughs> <laughs>